Hey guys, welcome to the Hunting Dog Public Podcast. I'm your host, Cody Moreland. And on today's episode, we'll be doing a competition breakdown where we get with a winner of a competition and let them break down their cast for us. Y'all stay tuned and we're about to put them on the spot. Today's word, Matthew 11, verses 28. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Matthew eleven twenty-eight. Hey guys, today's episode is brought to you by Timber Creek Dog Supply, our go-to for everything hunting dog related. Timber Creek has been in the dog supply business for 20 years and supports multiple tree and running dog organizations. Check them out at TimberCreeksupply.com or on Facebook at Timber Creek Dog Supply. We would also like to take this time to thank Mr. Jeff Island with the Ground Floor Landscape Supply for his support in the Hunting Dog Public Podcast. Thank you, Mr. Jeff. All right, guys. We here at the Hunting Dog Public Podcast want to take this time to recognize Mr. Michael Moody. He lost his fight today and is sitting beside the good Lord. I did not personally know Mr. Michael. I know Chris did, and he's going to talk here in just a second. But Mr. Michael found out six, seven months ago that he had cancer and was out in the open about it and was positive. He was a good Christian man that lived his life to the fullest, loved chasing these coon dogs, was a was a big staple in the PKC uh, organization. Uh, I really looked up to him because he was a well-spoken, always do the right thing kind of man. Mr. Chris, you got anything to say? Well, just that, you know, he had, he was such a good guy, man. Anytime that you called him or text him, he would answer, you know, it didn't matter. You know, I talked to him, I'm from Morton and he had bought some, some property and was hosting some hunts over there and i was like hey man we're you know we ain't two miles from each other you know but anyway he was just a good dude the last time that i talked to him you know was when he had found out and i kind of shot him a message and he was just like man i know my guy's good and i'm gonna beat it you know and he i I looked up to him as far as his faith you know he was just a great guy you know you you never wondered what you know he just knew that you know, God had him and he did. So I feel like right now he is, you know, home with the good Lord tree and coons up there in heaven. I mean, I just, he's, he's followed some, some of the best dogs, won some of the biggest hunts, you know, he was in charge of, you know, one of the couple fellas in charge of, you know, that started that Jarvis Umpers hunt, you know, that kind of, you know, kick started that. So, I mean, that, that in itself was, heck, that's the, one of the largest coon hunts, if not the largest, you know, payout in a coon hunt. But I don't know. I just felt like we ought to get on here and say something about, you know, how good of a fella he was. And, you know, we pray for his here at the hunt dog public. We, you know, I want to pray for his, his family. You know, I, I pray comfort and healing, you know, and it's just something I felt like we ought to do show our respects to such a, a, a good man, you know, him and his family. So, if, you know, if you, Y- y'all just stop and pray for 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 his family so uh with that being said you know i just again i just i think that he uh he was such a good guy and a, a good 
good dog man. So, uh, yeah, man, that's, uh, I just wanted to show, show our, you know, respects and condolences for, for him and his family. And I'll also say this, you know, you, you can tell a lot about a guy and how he's impacted the sport and people in general by, man, I ain't no telling how many Facebook posts I've seen. So, you know, that just the, those people are posting. No telling how many people his life impacted that didn't post. And, man, I've seen post after post, which I think is great. Uh, people talking about the Lord, talking about how good he was, positive messages. Uh, and like I said, you know, if they give you so long to live, it'd be easy to get in a rut. And, man, he, he was positive. And he'd get on there and openly tell about it and tell about how he planned on going and seeing the Lord. So, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He would, you know, he would go live and just tell, you know, I mean, he was just open. And I mean, like I said, he is just a, I mean, doggone. I mean, he was so positive. And I mean, I feel like, you know, he, he, he was ready. Ain't no doubt in my mind he wasn't ready to go, you know. So, with that being said, I mean, he is, like I said, he had followed some of the best hounds. So, he yeah. definitely had, uh, he definitely, you know, left his mark and he will, he will leave his legacy for sure. Cause, uh, he will be missed in this sport for sure. I agree. Well, with that being said, guys, we just want to thank y'all for listening and y'all please pray for Mr. Michael's family in this time of need and his friends also, because man, uh, a good brother in Christ, it's hard to find and, and, you know, just because their family don't mean that they're not hurting. Or just because they're not family doesn't mean that he had close friends that it's not hurting also. So they need praying for also. Right. That's exactly right. Like I said, we appreciate everyone uh, with that, that that's listens to us. And, again, I just ask y'all to pray for his family and, and for healing and comfort at this time. So if y'all would just do that and again we appreciate you guys all right guys thank y'all very much all right guys welcome to the hunting dog public podcast i'm your host cody moreland and today hang on hang on i don't want to mispronounce your name can you pronounce your name for me is it danan yeah that's right you're doing good danan okay all right. That's right i'm gonna give us a five second pause so i can cut it out and then uh i'm gonna bring us in okay all right, guys, welcome to the Hunting Dog Public Podcast. I'm your host, Cody Moreland, and today we're talking to Mr. Danon Jones. He won the 2022 Louisiana State Hunt. This is the NSD. He won it with bad brandy. Mr. Danon, how are you? I'm doing fine. Mr. Danon, can you tell us a little about yourself and where you're from? Yeah, my name is Danon Jones. I'm originally from Shongaloo, Louisiana. Uh, my wife is Lee Jones. Be married 25 years in May. We have two sons, Miles Jones is 23, and Jasper is 14. Um, I got into tree dogs when I was about 10 years old. There was a local guy in Shongaloo uh, by the name of William Sin that had some tree and walkers, and I was friends with his boy, and they invited me to go coon hunting. And I got to going coon hunting with those guys and really fell in love with tree dogs. And he had a dog named Swingin' at the time. 
swinging was a tree and walker, like I said, and she had a litter of pups, and he gave me one of those pups, and I took it and at 10 and done what I could with him, and I actually named that dog Goober. <laughs> <laughs> he was something else. I named him Goober right off the bat, and uh, I took Goober and tried to make a coon dog out of him, and he just wasn't taking to it like I wanted him to at 10 years old. I wanted something to get out there and get after Yes, sir. Well, there was a local gentleman that lived in Shongaloo that had a good red tick that I had been with, just pleasure hunting with. And uh, I worked all summer long one year when I was 10 or 11, and, and I called Mr. Drayton Monizet, who owned that, that red tick, named Zach, and I asked him if he'd sell him. And they said this was all the money that I had saved up all summer long. And Mr. Drayton was fond of that red tick dog, but uh, he let me buy him. And uh, I think my mother took me over there to get him. And whenever I brought him home, my mom and daddy both said, we can't believe you just got through spending all your summer money on that ugly hound. <laughs> you remember how much you gave for him? I gave $600 for him. Wow. Good money back in, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm 48, by the way. I'm 48, and uh, that was uh, a whole work, working summer's worth of money. But Zach really put the set the bar for me. He was a really outstanding coon hound, and he would treat squirrels in the daytime, and he was just top-notch dog all the way around. He handled good. He'd get deep and get state trade. There is no telling at the amount of nights and days I hunted that dog and actually got old Goober going with old Zach. Goober ended up making a pretty fair dog at there, taking him with Zach. And uh, since those two dogs, I've had countless dogs. I can't even remember them all. And then whenever Miles got to be about uh, 11, he wanted a squirrel dog, and we picked up a squirrel dog and a puppy, and we've been squirrel hunting more in the last uh, probably 20 years. I've been squirrel hunting more in the last 20 years, and then I, I've been coon hunting. Uh, yes, sir. Most of, the, most of the dogs that we hunted were fast. Uh, I've had several hounds in between those fast, and off and on coon hunted a little bit off and on but mostly in the last 20 years i've had mostly fast dogs until here in the last year i picked up a few different dogs and i actually got bad brandy from randy stevens um she's out of uh the jamming lady dog that he had in gun smoke yes sir now <clears throat> that's gonna be Gunsmoke is—he's a walker, ain't he? He's half bird dog and half walker is what I've yeah. been told. Okay, I've heard that he's those some really nice pups. So yes, sir. I got you now. But like, but, but like I said, most of the dogs we've hunted the last several years have been fast, and I followed Miles around for several years in ATFA, NKC, a few NSD fast hunts, but not very many. The NSD fast hunts 
came along uh, hot and heavy after we pretty well had stopped competition hunting. We've been out of it for the last few years and just uh, decided to go take Brandy really the other day. That's the first one I had been in in a, in a pretty good while. So so you got out of competition hunting when you was hunting in the, with the feist dogs and decided yeah. to put her back in there? Yeah, we... Like I said, we hunted ATFA for several years with the Feist and hunted a few NKC hunts, state hunts, and uh, we hunted um, a few NSD Feist hunts whenever they first come about, but not very many of them. Um, with Miles, he was playing baseball, and, and as life has it, we just got too busy to, to make a lot of hunts. And uh, just here in the last, like I said, I, I've been to two hunts this year. Um, went to the Louisiana, and I went to Texas this past weekend. Well, before we get into the Louisiana hunt, how'd, how'd you do in Texas? You do it decent? It was a Texas state hunt, and I got third. Got third. Well, we called to talk about that hunt, but I'm glad that you placed, uh, at least placed third. I mean, that's pretty good in the Texas state hunt. Yes, sir. They look like they gave out some pretty good awards or whatever I saw, too. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Randy Stevens, he come out with second and uh, got a nice 22. And uh, I can't remember. Chad, somebody got the first place win. I can't remember his last name. I like that belt buckle. Oh, yeah. 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 That was a nice belt buckle. Yeah. I got you. Now, Bad Brandy, how old is she? She'll be a year and a half, I believe, the 14th of this month. This is her really her first good season. A year and a half. Now, is is was her litter registered? Yes. So she shouldn't be eligible for the junior at the World if you decide to go? Yes, sir. Are you, yes, sir. Are you she, planning she on it? Or? Well, like I said, I kind of got a busy lifestyle with work and, and whatnot, and I'm a, I'm going to try to make some more. I just don't know if I'll be able to or not. I might. Now, did you get her from a puppy? Yes, sir. I got her from Randy Stevens as a puppy. Uh, she pretty early starter? Or? I actually, she started treeing squirrels here. I let all my dogs run loose. And she actually started treeing squirrels in the yard about mm, five months old. But I started noticing her taking the interest at night. And I'd come out here in the yard at night, and uh, she'd be down there barking and sounding like she was treeing some nights. And I'd come out here, and she, and I said, well, I'm going to start taking that dog coon hunting. So about this time last year, I was actually taking Brandy coon hunting and treeing coons with her. And when the leaves come on, I started squirrel hunting her again a little bit before it got too hot. Um, and then when fall came, I started putting her in the squirrels again. And uh, she's uh, she's progressed some. She's got a long ways to go to, to be the kind of dog I'd like to go around with all the time. But um, she's been progressing pretty good. I, I like her. If a man likes a dog, he'll have more tendency to spend time with them. Yes, sir. If a, man don't, if a man don't like a dog, he really don't even need it. Well, uh, yes, sir, I agree 100%. Now, she really ain't what you like. A first and a third is pretty hard to argue with at this moment. 
Oh, I like her. It's, I, I, um, I, I do like her. Uh, like I said, I like walking behind her. She just got a ways to go before she's what I consider a finished dog that you know that you're going to be able to go around and be placing all the time. Yes, sir. She's still young. She's still young. Now, now she's had a gun smoke on top, so he's a hound that's, and a, you said a bird dog. That's right. Now, what did you say she was out of on the bottom? Her mother's name is Jammin' Lady. Now, what what breed of dog is Jammin' Lady? She is out of a dog by the name of Jammin' Boss Man uh-huh. and a, a female named Kate. So I'm assuming Jammin' Boss Man is that a, a descendant from, from Bo? That's correct. So I he, understand, understand that uh, Boss Man is a son of Bo. So... I think Jim and Bo's what a, a tree and Walker, a, a Walker Kerr, so a tree and Kerr. That's right. All right. So That's what I understand. Huh. So it sounds like she's uh made up to be a winner. Well, we'll find out. Like I said, I've, I've been hunting her quite a bit this this winter, and I like walking behind her. She's starting to come together and do things I like to see in a dog. Now oh. she's a good looking dog. She's a a white ticked up dog. Can you, yes, can you, uh, for the people, obviously people can only hear this, but can you kind of explain what she looks like about, about maybe her height, her weight? She's about 20 to 21 inches tall and she's, uh, about 30 to 31 pounds. Um, she's got a black head with a blaze down it and she's, she's got primarily white with spots on her, black spots on her. Um, she's built nice i like the way she's built she's got a good mouth on her um and she hunts like a lot of the feist i have here that i've raised here um she's uh she like she gets gone and uh she's hustling the whole time um she's just been a pleasure to walk behind thus far yes sir she's a real good looking dog i like them small personally i don't I, I, which nobody probably cares, but I just like how a small dog or a smaller dog moves through the woods. One that's got some heart and some, some drive anyways. Yes, sir. I like, I like a small dog too. Like I said, you know, she's, she's a little bit bigger than the fast that we hunt. Um, uh, so, so she's kind of fits right on in there really in my kennel. She's not too big. She's just about right. Yes, sir. Now, how does she hunt? Before we get into the hunt, how does a uh, bad brandy hunt? Most of the time, whenever you snap brandy loose, she's leaving out of there full speed. And if the squirrels ain't down and ain't stirring, I've seen her go as far as 800,000 yards, and I'm walking at the same distance. I mean, I'm walking while I'm seeing this. Um, very seldom has she ever check in. Um, but I've noticed here the last the times I've had her in the woods with some other dogs, the, the very first time she was in the woods with other dogs was in Louisiana State Hunt. I've never had her in the woods with another dog. Hey, so you didn't know she was going to be independent or not? Oh, no, sir. I had no idea. I mean, the, the hunt was about 10 miles, 12 miles from where I live. So, I mean, I wasn't out much time. Um, it didn't cost me a whole lot to get to go at all. I mean, I was going for the mere enjoyment, see the other dogs work, and just see what Brandy would do with the other dogs. Wow. Well, I bet you was pleasantly surprised. Well, that, yeah, I was in the end. I was a little disappointed in the beginning. 
Wow. Well, well, hold that thought. I, w- I want to get there. I, w- I want to get to that disappointment because, uh, you know, I like to know what people are thinking throughout the hunts and whatnot. But so as a pup, she go deep if she needed to, or did it take her a while to get out there? Well, like I said, uh, about this time last year, I was coon hunting her and most of the time on a young dog, I'm road hunting them in front of a four-wheeler or front of the pickup truck. From the house, I got the pleasure to just get on the four-wheeler and take off road hunting. And that's how I spent most of the time with her coon hunting, was road hunting in front of a four-wheeler. Um, I didn't really start casting her too much until the spring after I took her off coons. And I started noticing her just going further and further and further and further up. I live about a half a mile off the blacktop. Uh, there was a few days I got real nervous when I snapped her loose here at the house because I'd watch her on the garment and she would be at the highway in just a few, just a little bit. If the squirrel wasn't moving, she, she'd be across the highway. Oh, well. Now, is she straight lining or is she cutting the woods up pretty good? She's cutting the woods up pretty good most of the time. Most of the time, she's cutting the woods up pretty good now. Um, she'll straight line at times, but most of the time, she's working the woods. She just she she goes deep most of the time, and most and she's fast. Well, she sounds like a really really nice young dog. Now, did you get her to to pleasure hunt, or was your intentions on competition hunting in the beginning? Well, my oldest son Miles is primarily the competition hunter. And I, I start dogs a lot. I sell dogs a lot. I, I like just working dogs. Um, I, I go four or five, six times a week with a young dog primarily. And whenever I get one one going, usually Miles is taking it, and he's killing game out to it. If it's a comp prospect, he's he, he'll start pushing it harder and harder. But um, to answer your question, I got to talking to Randy Stevens about these dogs, and uh, I wanted to try one. I wanted to try a dog that, that had some hound in it, had some bird dog in it, curry in it. I wanted to just try, and uh, I wanted to see if I could get one that would hunt like I like a dog to hunt like my feist do. Um, I like a dog that uses its eyes, its ears, its wind, that wins. I like a dog that uses its ears a whole lot. And uh, we got Brandy because I wanted to try to see if I could have one of that makeup to hunt like the feist I like. And if it made a decent dog, then yes, Miles would primarily be the one entering the hunts. But, so, so but you- Miles, he, he, he's been tied down. He got married in August, and he's been building a house. It would have normally been him that would have carried her to the NSD State Hunt, Louisiana. Um, but he was busy. Um, I probably would have grabbed another young dog and just went, went pleasure hunting and worked another young dog, to be honest with you. That's what I enjoy doing. But um, we wanted I wanted to give her a try, and maybe he'll have time later to, to keep putting her in the hunts. Yes, sir. So it sounded like you wanted to try one, and – mainly to see if it suited you and and if it might turn out to be a competition dog. That's right. That's I got right. you. I got you. So <clears throat> you don't live, what would you say, 10 minutes from there? 
Yeah, I, I, I live in a little old community of Plainfield, Arkansas, just right across the line from Shongaloo, where I was born and raised. My address is Emerson, Arkansas, but whenever we go to town, we go to town at Spring Hill. I got and you. Spring Hill is where the hunt was held at. Whenever we say we're going to town, we're going to Spring Hill. Yes, sir. And Mr. Shane Mason hosted that hunt, correct? Yes, sir. He's a character, ain't he? I've been knowing Shane a very long time. Shane's a fine man. He tickles me. I talk to him regularly on the telephone. He always having me laughing back and we we go back and forth cutting up. But all right, so you decided, you know what the heck? Let's let's try her out and see how she does. So you drove over there. What was uh I guess what was the weather like when y'all started that morning? It was sunny that morning. Uh, the bottom area that we went in was flooded, but it was sunny and it wasn't hot and it wasn't cold. Um, now, wind wasn't, wasn't blowing hard. Now, when you say flooded, a lot of water or some water, like just mostly sloughs or? It was a lot of water. <laughs> so if your dog didn't like water, you probably wasn't going to do very good. It was a lot of water the first turnout. Um, it sure was. Uh, yeah, we got into a lot of water right off the bat, and later on in the hunt, we turned and went away from it. Yes, sir. All right, so do you remember who you drew out with that morning? I drew out with a dog named Pearl that Anthony Ragel, I believe was his name, and then tripped by owned by Max Bonnet. I drew out with those two dogs. I got you. Did y'all hunt pretty local to the venue? We was about 20 minutes, if that's what you're asking. We was about 20 minutes uh, from where we met at. I got you. I assume y'all was on some public land. We were on Bodcaw WMA. And I assume with you living right there, you probably hunted that area a pretty good bit. Well, actually, I'm totally unfamiliar with um, Bodcaw. That's what me and Shane got to talking about a little bit. He said, you probably familiar with it. And I said, actually, I'm not. I said, I... I haven't bought Louisiana license, but one time in the last whew, 25 years, and uh, I mainly hunt in Arkansas because that's where I do live is right across from Louisiana line into Arkansas. I mainly hunt in Arkansas. I, I wasn't familiar with it. Um, I wasn't familiar with it at all. I catch you. I assume the terrain was pretty similar to what you're used to, though. Oh, yes, sir. The terrain was 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 real similar to what I'm used to. Um, I live on the edge of a big bottom. Don't have much timber standing in it, but it resembles the area somewhat uh, that Bodcall WMA is like. For, for those that you know, we have a lot of variation of listeners across the United States and and even across the the world. Can you explain what the terrain looks like in that area? We've got some little small rolling hills with branches that a lot of times lead into a flat area that becomes flooded after after rains that we call the bottom. Um, you can hunt on the edge of those hills when the bottom's flooded up in those draws, branches, and usually there's a lot of squirrels up in that area. And when the water's down, you can get you can get into those bottom areas and. Uh, and trees some squirrels. The only bad thing about being in that bottom area is, is they're full of holes. Um, a lot of squirrels are going the holes on you before you can get there in that, in that low area. 
but it's not mountainous. It's not rugged. We just got some kind of some rolling hills, and I call them draws, and branches that we hunt up and down. Yeah, y'all got a bunch of alligators too, don't you? Well, in places the east of, uh, west of here, actually, west of here and, and east of here, there there's some. I don't have any that I know of right here close to the house. You'd think there'd be a bunch of them down there where I hunt at a lot, but I've never seen one um, in what I call door cheap bottom. I got you. I figured y'all would have a good bit of them. We got them up here where I'm at. I've never seen one in the bottom areas that I hunt uh, primarily. Um, I'm sure that there may be some in there, but I don't ever run up on them. Like I said, west of here, I, I hear people seeing them in the bottom areas, and east of here, I hear people talking about it, but um, I don't ever run up on any around here close to the house. Yes, sir. Well, the reason I brought that up is is most people don't have to worry about their dogs getting eaten by alligators, and I've heard several horror stories about dogs getting too close to the water and getting snatched up. So, Yes, sir, I've heard, I've heard of that. I actually got a call one day. I went west of here and... and and hunted one morning and uh it was a low area and took a picture of the dog and the squirrels and whatnot and then i got a phone call from a gentleman that said i believe i know where you was hunting that i want you to be cautious about them gators so he was in there not long ago hunting and uh, one of the dogs got ate by a gator well i ended up telling the gentleman i said well sir i wasn't in that area but i appreciate you telling me i won't go there <laughs> yeah yeah that's uh <laughs> I guess you, you look and your dog's supposed to be swimming out there and, and he ain't swimming. That, that's a bad situation. That's right. Man, that's bad. I'm just thankful we don't have too terribly many up here because anytime we, we're real, we have a bunch of sloughs and backwater also. And I'd be a nervous wreck if we had, I guess, as many as some places has got where it was a real threat. Right, right. So, right. all right. So we've set the, I guess we've set the story. It was December the 31st, 2022, Louisiana State Hunt. You drew out with Pearl, Trip, and it was your dog, Brandy. Y'all, That's right. Y'all's first cast. It was sunny, but it had been raining. A lot it of water. Rain, it had rained either the day before or two days before. It had rained that week. I know that. And it had come a lot of rain. And um, I knew, being here local, that that area was going to have a lot of water. I got you. So, y'all went out there to the WMA, and it was a bunch of water in the bottoms. I'm assuming big timber? Yes. Yes, it was big timber. Big timber in the bottoms and big timber in, in the on the side and in the, in the heels and the draws. It was big timber there also. All right. And I guess just to remind people, this is the first time you've ever turned Brandy out with another dog. So, what was going through your head when you was going to unsnap her? Well... I wasn't real. I've been to a few of those hunts in the past, and it'd be the first time I'd carried a dog to a hunt, or my son had carried a dog to a hunt for the first time that it had ever been around other dogs, and had some pretty bad experiences at times doing that. Uh, you think we'd learn and find out before we carried, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but I was sitting there thinking, I, you know, I hope she hunts like she normally. And I hope she trees like she normally trees. And if she does, and I'll just be happy with it. Yes, sir. Now I don't want to skate over that. For the people that don't understand this, you you need to generally 
it does not work out like bad brandy going on and winning. You need to hunt your dog with another dog to see because it might chase somebody else's dog. It might not leave your feet because it's around unknown animals, you know, but. Absolutely. That miles carried a Cracker Jack feist that I'd been working for probably a year and a half. He carried the feist and it was just, it was doing exceptionally well. And I was all pleasure hunting and he carried that feist that hunt and he texted me and he said he ain't hunting i said you know, i'm like he ain't hunting I said no he ain't even leaving my feet i said that's crazy i said he ain't hunting any it's not nah. i said we'll withdraw him and take him down the road and, and, and take him just take him hot so he withdrawed him and, and took him down the road and just took him just took him pleasure hunting but i know what you're talking about i mean some dogs they just shine by themselves and you don't ever know what they're gonna do whenever they're putting in the woods with another dog and i was i was i was nervous about that to start with brandy because of what miles had, had went through yeah uh, well i assume if you was finna drive five hours you probably would have that's right that's you know right. it'd be in 10 minutes from the house you know what it ain't that big that's a deal right. you got to enjoy the morning that's right. I got to see some other dogs work, met, met some people, seen some people that I hadn't seen in a long time, got to fellowship with those guys, and it was giving her some experience. Yes, sir. All right, so we get out there to the woods. I assume y'all walk out there a little piece, and that judge says, handle your dogs, and y'all cast them, I assume, as that how it went. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We snapped loose, and... uh it wasn't long. Uh, we were talking about how far each other's dogs were, and uh, I looked out at my Garmin, and I believe Brandy was about 600, and uh, I could see water, uh, and I was hoping she was on the edge of it, and we started walking toward Brandy a little bit. She was the only dog opening up at the time. I, I, I could hear okay, but she didn't sound like she was settled in good, and uh, we Proceeded to walk a little bit closer because she was only one opening, and, and uh, they put the three minutes on me, and uh, I'm walking trying to judge if she's if she settled in good, and I think right there at the last um, thirty seconds I treat her in. And yeah. We, now, now is this at the very beginning of the hunt? That's right. Okay. All right. So so was the other dogs kind of in the same direction, or there was this all different directions? They wasn't very far from us at that time, best as I remember, because I remember us discussing, where's your dog at? And I believe one of them said, over here at such and such, which wasn't very far. This other one said, he's over here. And Brandy was the furthest one out and the only one opening. Yes, sir. Now, I know you know this, and most people are going to know this, but for the people that do not, uh, you try to stay in between all dogs. So if the their dogs are close to you, and your dog's 600 yards, you try to split the difference. So that's the reason he said that they was trying to get between them. All right. That's right. So 30 minutes, 30 seconds into the 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 three, you treat her. That's right. All right. So y'all went on tour. Did anybody else tree before y'all y'all got to her? Nah, not, no, sir. Nobody else had treed in at this time. Okay. No, sir. Nobody else had treed in and. Actually, we were we were walking in, and and I'm looking down at my at my Garmin easing in, and I notice that she's moved, and then I hear the other dog there, another dog there, just freeing, 
looking good. And I, I said to myself, I said, well, she was in here treed, and uh, another, the other dog came in, took over the tree, made her a little bit nervous, and she's done moved, and I, and I minused her. All right, so, so wow. So she took a minus at the very beginning, and another dog come in. and Well, what dog come in and treed? The Pearl. All right, so you took a minus. Did they treat Pearl in? They did. Was it the same? I mean, obviously, you could see on it, your garment. Was it close? Yes. Okay. All right, so Pearl got treed in for 100, and you got took a minus. That's right. Okay. So how far was y'all whenever – he treed Pearl in from her. Oh. you had to I'm be pretty close, I'd assume. Yeah, probably 100 yards. Mate. Yeah, probably about 100 yards he treed Pearl in. Okay. And she had to wait her two minutes, I assume. That's right. So y'all went and checked that tree. Pearl have one? Well, actually, Trip come on in, and um, he actually uh, treed him on that same tree also. And, uh, but he ended up taking the minus before it was over with. So he come in and on that tree also, and I assume he took second or third tree points. He took second. Took second. So he come in there pretty quick. He did. Uh, and he took a minus. I assume he didn't hold two minutes. That's right. He got all, he got all. All right. So you're sitting at a hundred minus trips sitting at, was it 40 minus? minus? That's right. And uh, Pearl's pending. That's right. All right. So y'all search that tree, I assume. That's right. We do. It's got a hole in it. We circled it up after after the search time. We circle it up, and uh, Randy's out hunting. She's not around us. I don't even have to, I don't have to handle her. She's out hunting again. Now, when you um, look down, had she gone and got out of out of pocket deep, or was she still somewhat close hunting? She had done, by the time we approached the tree, best that I remember, she had done, got off about 300. Okay. All right. By the time we got all the way to the tree, I looked down at my garment and she was already, already back out hunting around 300. All right. So y'all circle up Pearl's tree and she walks for 30 seconds and gets cast. So that's right. What happens next? Quiet for a few minutes, or your dog? It's or... not. It's not quite very long. And then I look down at my garment, and I think Brandy's seven hundred something. And I hear. I barely can't hear. Yeah. So and uh, she's the only dog opening up again at this time. So we we start walking toward her. Toward her. Their dogs had just been recast. Best I remember, just about after they've been recast, not long after they got recast, and we start walking toward her. And we start talking about how bad the water is where she's at and how difficult it could be to get to her. And we're sitting there listening to her as we're easing in. And I don't know how far we got. Uh, we were still a long ways from her. And uh, I treat her. Yeah. And uh, we're, we're easing toward her because she's still the only one opening up at this time. And uh, I look down at my garment. Are they bring up to me that it sounded like she moved one of the two and uh i said to myself i said did she move again <laughs> and uh she hadn't been doing anything like it it was kind of a shock i wouldn't have called a tree to that distance by no means uh at least i don't think he had put the three minutes on me he may have at that time before i treat her 
But anyway, I treat her, and we're easing toward her, and she moves, and I'm nicer again. Wow. So she's at 200 minus. Yes, and she is still deep in there. We hadn't made much progress getting to her. She's in there deep. And we ended up calling a timeout, and I ended up going in there and get. Now, you had an hour to get her, correct? 30 minutes. 30 minutes to get her. Hey guys, we would like to take this time to thank Precision Aluminum Fabrications for their support in sponsoring the Hunting Dog Public Podcast. They specialize in custom aluminum welding from custom dog boxes, aluminum water tanks, and aluminum toolboxes, which are all built to the customer's request. They guarantee the best price on the market while maintaining a top quality product. Precision Aluminum Fabrication is located in Amit, Louisiana, and you can contact them through their Facebook page at Precision Aluminum Fabrication or on their website at www.precisiondogbox.com. So if you are in need of a product or a service, please check them out. So she got, did she actually move or they questioned it and she moved or, or what was the deal? She shuts yeah, up. Yeah, she, she moved, she moved some, um, she moved enough. She was still opening up, but she moved enough that I, that I was wanting to be honest about she wasn't exactly where she was at, and I'm honest. All right, so a lot of times you call that time out. It's pretty tough to get in there and get them dogs and get back in 30 minutes. Well, I was a concern of mine. He told me I had 30 minutes. So I'm still kind of green to the NSD a lot in a lot of areas, and he told me, he said, you got 30 minutes, and I said, and I said, well, suppose I can't get back in 30 minutes. He said, well, you didn't need your scratch. I said, okay, I'll do the best I can. Well, um, the judge's dog, he was gone. His dog was, was gone too. It wasn't, it wasn't at that time treeing, but it was out. So he, he went to go retrieve it. And I went in there to Brandy and it was a bunch of water. And, uh, I ended up calling her to me and, uh, getting back probably within 15 minutes, actually beat, beat the judge back before he got his dog back oh heck how far was she when you called that time out about 500 okay all right and i assume y'all called that time out just because of all the water well we called that time out because of the, yeah but we was just being in, into a into a too much water to really in in enjoy the hunt it, it, they recommended it. they were more familiar with the area and it sounded like brandy was having issues in there with it anyway and I had already monitored her, and I, and I said, that's fine with me. So I went in there and got her. So what do you remember a ballpark of how much time was left after at, when y'all started after this timeout? I believe, best that I remember, I believe we had about uh, close to, uh, we had about 50-something minutes left. All right, so right at an hour. Right, right. All right, so. Did y'all move locations or did y'all just walk a pretty good piece or? Well, when the judge came back, like I said, I beat him back to the other gentleman and we had one spectator to groups. So they were, they were there waiting on me and, uh, I, I beat the judge back and then wasn't long. The judge made it back and he said, let's go up this direction to where there ain't as much water up in the edge of these hills. And I said, that's fine. So we probably walked a couple of hundred yards and um toward the hills and got away from the water and recast it all right 
So what happens at this point? I'm assuming everybody's still sitting at the same. You're you're at 200 minus, trips at 40 minus, and pearls at 100 circle. That's correct. All right, hour left to hunt. So so That's really, right. you need two squirrels just to get even. That's right. Okay. So what happens? So we go to the edge of the the bottom area there, and uh, we recast and. Wasn't just a little bit. I'm short period of time. I look down at my Garmin and Brandy's. She's as close to 600. And I tell them, I said, my dog's out such and such at 600. Theirs wasn't at that time very far. They didn't mind walking toward the direction of my dog. So he walked toward the direction of Brandy, and it hadn't got very far. And um, I thought I heard her. She was the only one opened up, so we proceeded to walk toward her. Their dog wasn't very far at that time. When we was walking toward her, um, Pearl, she um, she treed. Okay. Had you treed yours yet? No, I had not. Her okay. Treat, I had not really coursed her real good yet. She was, like I said, a little, little bit deep. She has a decent mouth, but. As young as she is and what she done done already, I was a little bit nervous about Well, tripping. I was going to ask you if you was gun shy. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, I done got gun shy at this point. Um, I, I wanted to make sure that I heard her heard her good and she settled in good. Um, so, yeah, we were heading toward her and Pearl come up treed. Um, so we went. I hadn't called Brandy Tree, so we went to Pearl. And... Uh, Pearl got off the tree, so she took a minus. Okay. So, Pearl's 100 minus, 100 circle. Trips, 40 minus. Brandy's 200 minus. That's correct. And I assume y'all start back towards Brandy? We do. We start back toward toward Brandy. I, I get to where I can hear her good. She settled in. I call her tree. Ballpark at how far? A few hundred yards? Uh, no, nah, she's a little further than that still. Um... I'm gonna guess about she's about four hundred. I guess it's do or die at this moment. You thinking? That's uh, right. You thinking one squirrel gets me back up there in the same ballpark? Yeah, I mean she sounded good. She was by herself, um, and I traded her. In. Okay. So y'all get over there. I'm assuming by the time y'all doing all this walking, there's probably thirty something, forty minutes left. That's right. Uh, That's about right. So y'all get over there to her. Uh, I assume she's got a squirrel. Well, yeah, she trees up a big pine tree, and uh, I see the squirrel at the top of the pine tree, and I point him out to the judge. Judge sees it, verifies it. We score the squirrel, and then we, I walk off 30 seconds and recast. All right. So at this point, you're sitting technically – I'm not going to throw all the minus in there. You're sitting 100 minus at this moment. That's correct. Is your overall score. That's right. All right. So you recast. Trip doing anything? He didn't get out the country. What's he doing? Trip's not. He's not. Um, he opened up a few times on the way to Brandy, uh, the, the squirrel that we saw, but he didn't stay. He didn't get caught in tree. He, he, he hadn't. He hadn't. Made another tree yeah. at this time. Okay. All right. So you just cut loose. There's probably, like I said, mid 30 minutes left. What happens? I cut loose and, and just 
a few seconds within a hundred fifty within a hundred and fifty yards where we just treated that squirrel brandy just throws on the brakes and just locks down and I'm looking at the squirrel oh you're looking at the squirrel from where y'all was at we had walked off yes we had walked off we, we were probably uh we probably walked off 30 to 50 yards by that 30 second walk off time and i could still see brandy in the in the terrain we were in and she went right over there and, and threw the brakes on and i i could see the squirrel from where i'm at okay so i assume you tree her pretty quick then i do and do you go ahead and point out the squirrel? No. Okay. No, nope, I was giving the other dogs the opportunity to come in. Yeah, I got you. Well, I I don't know if you know this, but I think technically if a squirrel is seen after, it still has a hold to two minutes, but I think it actually, if the squirrel is seen after you've called the dog treed, you know, I might have pointed it out to the judge. But you were sitting there playing. Well, I, I, did, I did tell him I see the squirrel, okay. but I didn't point it out. I, okay. I see the squirrel. I've got that's you. all that I said. That's all I said at that time. All right. So, did anything else come in? No. All right. She, I, I assume if it was that hot, she held it no problem. That's right. So you back to even. You sitting at zero, and Pearl still at hundred minus hundred circle. Trip still at negative or minus forty. That's correct. All right, and this probably happened pretty quick. There's probably still thirty minutes left to hunt. Yeah, that's probably about right. Yeah, that's probably about right. Wow, that's pretty wild. Goes from uh, upset to happy in five minutes. Yes, sir. <laughs> All right, so uh, I guess what happens after you, after you cut her, I assume them other dogs are still out working in the general area. Yeah, they're in the general area, and um, well, I won't walk my 30, and I recast her off, and... Uh, it wasn't long. I looked down and she was 750, 800 yards. And, uh, at this moment, are you thinking if she can stay out of trouble, I've got it one, or are you still trying to get towards her? Actually, I'm, I'm thinking if she makes no errors right now, I may have this cast one. So you were, uh, wasn't necessarily trying to get towards her or was you? Well, I tell them how far she is, and their dogs aren't, aren't um, very far at this time, and they didn't have a problem with easing toward her in her direction, uh, trying to stay as close as we could to the, the dogs out hunting. And she was out that distance, so they didn't have a problem with, with moving along. They were some super nice guys. So we moved toward her, and uh, it seems like um, trip may have opened up a couple times didn't get treed in and we're still easing that direction and i don't remember exactly how far we got but i hear brandy locked down and i call her tree and uh we proceed to go toward her direction and uh the, the two minutes was well up by the time we got there and we went into the tree and i i handled her and uh there was a mass like a nest at the very top of the pine suspected the squirrel could have been in it we didn't find the squirrel we circled it up and um by this time i asked the judge how how long how long uh 
we had left in the hunt, and he told me eight or nine minutes, something like that. And I said, well, I'm not recasting Brandy. Now, now in your mind, you thinking that's, that squirrels aren't moving very good and it's not a high possibility of them getting treed again, or you just don't want to go on a long journey to get your dog at the end of the hunt? Well, I knew that the way that the squirrels had been so far, um, that where I was standing, I was just going to gamble that the other dogs, I mean, that, that short of a period, lots, lot would have had to happen at this point. Yeah. Now, how far um, do you think Pearl, do you know how, do you have an idea of how far Pearl was when you said that? Or you yeah. Yeah. She, she was actually over there, uh, tree. Oh, okay. She was actually over there opening up by the time we got the search time down search time had run out and i was putting the, i was uh fisting walk brandy off that tree pearl was within sight tree so so realistically if she would have found a squirrel it would have went into i guess sudden death because y'all have been tied that's right. up that's right so you was gambling on i guess not finding a squirrel and and if she did y'all go into sudden death Yes, I was. I actually was looking over in that area where the dog was treeing, and I, I was thinking to myself, so I said, surely that squirrel isn't going to be there. The word the dog was treeing, just from being around dogs and, and squirrels, I was, it was a gamble, but when I was, where I was looking at the dog was treeing, I just said, I don't think the squirrel's over. Uh-huh. Um and actually, he proceeds to go toward her after the two after the two minutes, and she moves. Oh well. Wow. And he takes a minus. Okay, so no need then. No need. And I still had Brandy on the leash this time. Anyway. Yeah, but you had done declared her not getting cut, so yes. so it didn't matter. Yes. That's right. That's right. So you was willing to gamble on it, and it sounded like it paid off. That's right. That time it did. All right. So you end up winning your hunt. Or the first cast. How many? Do you remember That's how right. many dogs was there? I believe it was fifteen. So there would have been three casts then. That's correct. It was. It was three casts. Uh so y'all go back to the where'd, where'd y'all draw out at? Uh, in Spring Hill. I mean, was it in uh, a store or a, what? No, it's just a little old pavilion that they call it the pavilion at a, at a kind of like a city public area. Um, then I, it's just, it was just like a pavilion out there in a city park area. Okay. All right. that's pretty nice to have something like that to do that at. Yes. So I assume y'all went back and y'all was waiting on everybody else to get back. See who, who else advanced. Yes, sir. And y'all hunted a midday round. Do you know who y'all drew midday? Yes, sir. I actually drew, uh, Mr. Ragel's son on the second round. And I drew Randy Stevens was caught. What's and, uh, what was uh Mr. Ragel's son's dog's name? Bod Call Blue, I believe. All right, I assume they call him Blue. That's right. He was a young <laughs> Yes, sir. They called him Blue and uh he was a real young dog. I remember him talking about it. He was uh about five or six months old, I, I believe. Oh heck. Five yes. or six month old dog doesn't beat one the first cast? Yes, sir. Wow. What kind of dog was it? I remember them talking about it. I didn't ever talk to the, the, the man himself, but I, 
I believe I overheard that he was half Walker and half Lieutenant. Heck, one of the first casts at five months old. That's what I understood. I Like I said, I never yeah. talked to those guys about it, but I understood he was five or six months old, and he was half Walker and half Blue Tick, and he, he favored just the Blue Tick. Well, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I wasn't even considering putting my dog in one at five months old, but more power to him. I, I'm, I'm happy that they won the first game. I mean, I, I guess I'm going to – I'm not happy that the person that they <laughs> competed against lost, but that's pretty sure, impressive sure. in you know it in is general. Impressive. All right, so what time did y'all go out? Probably Lebmish. No, sir. It was actually after lunch. We actually ate dinner uh, there. They provided some uh, dinner for us, and uh, we went back after lunch. I'm gonna guess it was probably around one o'clock. Wow! So y'all hunted the second and third round pretty quick. The second round was an hour. The third round was an hour. I'm, I'm saying y'all didn't take much time in between them. No, sir. No, there okay. wasn't much time in between the second and third round. All right. So, y'all go to similar woods, or was it different terrain? It was similar woods. There were uh, there was a lot of water where we went, and uh, we had to actually he were go, he was taking us into one spot and. It was too much water. We, he ended up turning around, and we ended up skirting around the edge of the high water. Did y'all have a non-hunting judge? That cast, we had a non-hunting judge, yes, sir. Okay. Who, who was it? It was Mr. Anthony Rangel. I, I think I'm pronouncing his name right. Okay. Rangel. Um, the gentleman that judged the cast, my first cast. Okay. All right. So you was familiar with him? Yes, sir. All right. So y'all went back. Similar terrain, about 1-ish p.m., a lot of water in the yes. bottoms, and it was sunny. Yes, sir. Okay. Most people probably don't realize, well, I don't know. Was it cool then? No, sir, it wasn't cool. As a matter of fact, we all had hip boots on, and we were sweating underneath our hip boots, and uh, I had a light jacket on, but I didn't need it. I, it was not cool. I was thinking it was warm. It was warm here. Most people's thinking warm. They, they got a bunch of snow, but we just had that cold front come through, so my mind's kind of fuzzy on that. That's right. But That's uh, right. anyways, yeah, it was a nice, beautiful day on New Year's Eve. Yes. So y'all go turn loose, cotton, blue, and brandy. What happens? That's right. Well, as soon as we get it, we haven't been in the woods very long. I look down at my garment, and brandy's about 250. And I hear Blue, he's within sight. Blue opens up, and uh, it wasn't long. He trees Blue. Um, let me take that back. Take it back. Blue's right by us, within sight. He's opening up, and Cotton comes pretty close, and he locks down. But they're, they're on separate trees far enough apart. When you say close, 50 yards, 100 yards, 150? Probably 80 yards. Okay, so we you can, can see both can, dogs 80-ish yes. yards, but they're not yes. uh, they're not close enough to be considered. They're considered separate trees. That's correct. Okay. And you hear Brandy out there? No, sir. Okay. Brandy actually goes to the left to the west about 250, and she hits that water, and she actually comes back. And at this time, she's just acting just a little bit different. Um 
maybe because of the amount of people we had in the group, maybe because of different dogs, and maybe just because she really ever been hunted like that. Uh, she never really ever been hunted a little while and then put in the box and sit around and then taken back out. But she comes back through. Um, and R Randy had treed cotton right off, right as soon as cotton opened up, he had treed cotton. And uh, Blue at this time was still opening up on his tree. And it wasn't long the gentleman treed uh, Blue. And uh, Brandy was uh, right there close by. So I actually handled her and snapped her up um, while we searched the squirrel for Randy and, and Blue. So Brandy's not out hunting. She's handled. Uh -huh. um, Brandy basically had some bad luck on that one. Um, he sees a squirrel as we're going toward the tree at, at Cotton's timber. Nobody else sees it. Oh, um, well. Ain't nobody else sees it. And there's a huge cypress tree there full of holes. And uh, Randy searches his tree. After we get there, we all search his tree. Don't find the squirrel. And uh, we leave Cotton's tree, which is, and go to Blue, which is right there, pretty close, but separate trees. And uh, we don't find Blue squirrel. And uh, so, so they're a hundred circle, and Brandy's not on the card yet. Brandy's not even on the card. All right. So I assume y'all walk all three dogs and cut them. That's correct. Walk all three dogs off and, uh, Brandy goes out a little bit. She don't get out deep like she had been. She comes back a little bit. She goes back out a little bit. She's not getting as deep as what she what she had been. And uh, I ask uh, Brandy how far his dog was, and he was out there deep. And it wasn't long we heard we heard cotton tree. And he was at this time he was the only one opening up. So we proceeded to go that direction. Brandy calls him tree, and. Uh, we get in there, we wait the two minutes and so forth. And uh, at this time, Brandy, Brandy is out hunting at this time. She don't, she's gone. And we get to Randy's tree and search his tree, and I find his squirrel right off the bat. Well, okay. So he's 100 plus, 100 circle. Brandy's not That's on correct. the card, and Blue's 100 circle. That's correct. All right. And I assume, what, 30, 40 minutes left? Yeah. Well, yes, yeah, about right, because it was a, it was our hunt, and uh, we get off Randy's tree, and I hear Brandy tree, and I call her tree. So, so Randy's on the leash, and uh, I call Brandy tree, and me and Shane ease toward Brandy a little bit. I wait for two minutes. Cotton's on the leash, and while Cotton's on the leash and Brandy's tree, Blue opens up behind us, so you got a non you got a non hunting judge, and you got Blue's handler, and you got Randy Shane. Shane goes with me. Randy goes. Uh, Shane tells Randy to go back and help the the blue dog, and Shane goes with me. So it's just me and Shane at this next tree. Yes, sir. Now I assume Blue got treed before the thirty second walk off for cutting. Blue, Blue wasn't at that tree. But but I mean, the only way that Cotton could be leash locked is I, I call I call Brandy tree. Yeah yeah, but all dogs have to be tree. I call Brandy tree, 
and he he kept cotton on the leash. Yes, yes, blue blue called got called tree too. That's the reason they went back. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yes. So, so cotton's yes. leash locked. Brandy got treed in, and blue got treed in. So y'all sent some people to go to blue's tree to leash him while y'all was going to Brandy's. That's right. That's okay. what I remember. All right. So you five six hundred. How far was you away from Brandy? Brandy wasn't very far. Brandy was only about uh, 150, 200 yards. Okay, pretty close. Yes. All right, so y'all get over there to Brandy's? Yes. Start your search time. What happens? Um, I'm shaking I'm shaking vines. There's no other dogs around there. I'm shaking vines, and uh, it wasn't long. Shane said he's seen the squirrel at the top. I come over and see it, too. It, looked, it, it was a black squirrel. Wow. So you had 100-plus. Cotton's 100 plus, 100 circles, still on the chain. Y'all heading to blue. We go back, we recast, and now, Cotton comes up. No, no, we, we missed Blue's tree. I assume he circled up. Yeah, I, well, I, honestly, I don't remember what happened there at Blue's tree. I don't know if, if he circled, circled up. I don't know if, if he took a minus. I honestly don't remember what happened at Blue's tree. Um, I didn't see Blue no more after that. Okay, well, I, I'm assuming... That if uh, you beat Cotton, you tree another squirrel, or he took a minus, so it it, it really don't matter if, if, I guess, Blue probably didn't do anything else. I think Blue went back toward the truck, is what I understood okay. after after that. Um, I didn't see Blue no more. I got you. Understandable. Young dog. That's right. That's exactly right. I, I don't I don't remember yeah. seeing Blue, Blue, Blue after that. Okay. So, you re, y'all recut, and what happens now? We recut cotton is within sight. Brandy's within sight at this time, and uh, cotton comes up tree. Um, Brandy calls him tree, and actually Brandy goes over there and trees with cotton. She gets second tree. I call her tree. She gets second tree. We go to the tree after the two minutes, and we search for the squirrel. Don't find it, so they're both circled. All right, so cotton's 200 circle. 100 plus uh brandy's 100 plus 40 circle that's correct all right uh ballpark how much time's left in this second cast it's only an hour cast but pretty good bit of stuff going on probably what 20 minutes yeah that's about right all right hey guys bob osborne with timber creek dog supplies a one-stop shop for dog supplies and hunting gear he carries everything from coon lights and squalors to hip boots and tracking gear. So if you are in need for some new outerwear, a new thermal, or just a leading collar, check out Timber Creek at TimberCreekSupply.com or by phone at 662-230-7410. And if you are ever in the Oxford, Mississippi area, go check out Bob's store. So, y'all recut them? That's right. Walked off and recut them. It wasn't long again. Cotton was tree. And uh, we were heading toward him. He was the only dog opening up. He was heading in his direction. And then I hear Brandy passed him about a 100-yard tree. And I call her tree. One of the judges, uh, Mr. Anthony, goes with me in case of my squirrel timbers. And... Shane stays back with um, Randy. Okay. I go, I go handle Brandy, and it's a den tree. And uh, we uh, 
stay there right there for just a minute, making sure the squirrel don't timber. Shane's up there with um, Randy. They're looking for his squirrel. And then they come down there where we're at. I after they caught and circled up again. He did, and Randy had tough luck again. Um, he saw the squirrel, and Shane didn't. The squirrel come out of a hole, from what I understood, and went back in a hole. Wow, that's tough luck here. That is tough luck. The stars <laughs> aligned for Brandy, didn't they? Yeah, well, and Brandy's trigging on the den right there. Yeah. Okay, so... Y'all, they come over there and y'all start searching Brandy's tree. Uh, you you say a den. It, did a squirrel pop out or did y'all circle around? Well, the, the, the tree, best I remember, the tree was about 25, 30, about, about 25 foot tall and it was a den on top of it. And I said, I got to try to get this squirrel out of this tree. And um, I shake vines and the squirrel comes out of it. Everybody hollers, there's a squirrel. Oh, heck. So you at 200 plus, 40 circle. Cotton's at 100 plus. 300 circle. That's right. Okay. And do you have a ballpark of a time? That's the end of the hunt. The, the, that was the end. Boy, so that, so your search the, time was at the end. That's right. Oh, wow. I bet that was a relief. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have jerked top that tree off if it was a vines hook to it. <laughs> that squirrel would have fly, flying through there like Wiley Coyote if I'd have been on that tree. I promise you. But, okay. So... What a what a weight lifted off your shoulders, hunting a young dog, never been with other company, had some had a few problems at the beginning, and and it turned into just flat out tree and squirrels. Yes, sir. So y'all got through that cast, and I think I saw the last cast that you was in third cast with two dog cast. Is that correct? That's that's correct, Mister Seb Scott with Oak. Very nice gentleman. Enjoyed being around him. Yes, sir. He was a, that was a that was a very good ending right there. What was uh what breed of dog was was Oak? A, a cur dog. Okay, he was a cur dog. I tell you, I should have known that. I saw it was a brindled colored dog. Now, what was Cotton? Do you, was it a? Actually, Cotton's Brandy's half brother. Oh heck! They're both out of gun smoke. Wow, I got you. So they they're bred similar then on the top yes, side, sir. anyways. Yes. Sir. All right, so if y'all started about one, and that cast would have been over around two, so I assume you're probably getting close to about three o'clock when y'all for the last cast. Yeah, well, we actually go back to the meeting place again and and um, take a few pictures and whatnot, and then we go back out. Um, it's actually getting we we're actually discussing it whenever we get back to uh, meet the meeting house there, the pavilion about where to go and whatnot. And by the time we got to where we were going, it was about an hour before dark. Oh, heck y'all thinking, uh, are, are you thinking, I hope we don't run out of light or are you thinking the squirrels ought to be down? Are we thinking we hoping that the squirrels are down? I heard that shoot out at the end. That's right. All right. I assume similar territory. Yes, sir. It was a flooded bottom, and we were hunting along the edge of it and the edge of the hills. All right, so y'all, y'all, it's an hour cast, two dog cast, uh, cur dog versus uh, what would you call her? Uh, tree and I call her a tree and cur. Okay, tree and cur. All right, so we've kind of set the stage. Y'all cut them. What happens? 
we cut them. Both dogs actually fall to the right up into the hills, just flying, both of them opening up a little bit. Um, the cur dog comes tree, locked down tree. Brandy splits to the right, probably 150 yards, 200 yards, and she comes tree. Um, his dog did tree first. Brandy was uh, 200 yards off to the right. Uh, we go in there to his dog first, and uh, just for a second, actually, I hear Brandy tree, and by the time we get close to his dog's tree, and I actually tree Brandy, and uh, one of the judges go with me, and one of the judges stay with Mr. Seb. Okay. All right. So as you're getting there close to his dog, you tree yours, and you take a judge, and y'all walk to 200 yards to, about, to Brandy. That's right. Now, do you remember if he plussed up Oak or circled? or? He circled. Okay, so Oak took a circle. So y'all That's sitting right. there waiting on them to get to y'all. I probably right. they probably used if they circled, they probably used their whole five. I, they did. So by the time they got to you, y'all probably I don't know, forty five minutes into or fifteen minutes into the hunt. That's about right. Now, what kind of trees you have there? I had a big old oak red oak tree with some pines surrounding it. Um that's the kind of tree you had. I can't remember what kind of tree Mr. Seb had, but I had a big red oak tree. The limbs branched out into some pines. Um, we ended up circling Brandy up there also. We didn't find the squirrel. All right. So I'm assuming you used your whole five, probably about 40 minutes left to go in the hunt. So yes, y'all cut the two dogs. Sounds like they're yes, both sir. hunting pretty fast. They fly through the country. Yes, sir. They, they fly through the country, and uh, they they actually hit a squirrel together again. And uh, Brandy comes up tree. I tree her. Seb trees oak. We go in there to that tree. Now, you took first tree? That's right. Okay. I took first tree. Was it Was it pretty close to where y'all cut, or did they have to go a piece to find it? It wasn't very far from, from where we cut, uh, probably 250 yards. Okay. It's kind of just running side by side. And Pretty much. Brandy got there first. Yes, sir. Okay. And so you said that they treat a squirrel together, so I assume you took 100 plus and he took 40 plus. That's correct. All right. So y'all cut them again, and now what we got? Well, well we, we find this squirrel. Okay. We find this squirrel. It was in a nest. One of the judges thought he saw the tail sticking out of the nest. And uh, I shook a vine, and he, they saw the squirrel. So we got that squirrel plussed up right there. Okay. Then we walk we walk off and, and cut loose again. And uh, we hear both dogs in there together again. Brandy comes up tree. She's treeing. She's treeing. I call her tree. And uh, we're easing in that direction. It still isn't very far. And uh, by the time we get close to both dogs, not we can we can hear them good and everything. Seb trees oak. So oak's behind me though. He's he's behind Brandy. They're probably oh they're probably sixty yards split right there. Okay, so it'd be separate trees. That's correct. Okay, separate trees right there. And and. 
you said that you treat him first. That's correct. Okay. So I assume y'all both leash about the same time. We, we about leash about the same time and they come over and search my tree first. Now your, first. your search area is going to overlap his if, uh, they're 60 yards, correct? I'll be pretty close. Yeah. It's got, it, it, it was pretty close there. Um, we didn't find the squirrel. Um, and Seb, we, we searched Seb's tree. We didn't find the squirrel around his tree. Okay. So both, both of y'all circled up. That's correct. All right. So y'all are both sitting at 200 circle. You have 100 plus and Oak has 40 plus. That's correct. Okay. Do you, do you have an idea of a time? I don't. I don't have an idea about a time. I'm going to guess about 25 minutes. Okay. 25 minutes left on the third cast. These dogs is probably getting pretty wore down. Or are they still hunting like they fresh? They're still they're still hunting. Um, they actually go in not about another two hundred yards about and uh, together. And um, Brandy didn't stay with it this time. She went on. She she never did tree. She went on, and Seb called his dog tree right there. And while we were going in, Seb uh, Oak moved. And he took a minus. Well, that's tough. Took a minus when y'all was walking in. So he went back to, was it, 60 in the hole. That's right. And Brandy's still out hunting. Did she ever get treed right there? Well, Seb ends up treeing uh, oak over to the right um, about another 150, 200 yards after that one. So he trees him back in. He trees him back in over there. And about this time, um, Brandy has done got deep, and it's getting late. Um, she's out 750, 800 yards. Okay. And we're at Seb's tree. That tree that he called oak tree. On we're at his tree. Search time. Um, hadn't yet begun, and I think I I hear Brandy, and um, I ask how much time's left in the hunt. And they said something like four or five minutes or something like that. And uh, I knew that was going to be the last tree search time was going to get us. And uh, we uh, looked for his squirrel for just a little bit. And I barely can hear Brandy. I mean, barely can hear her, the civ dog tree. And I'm looking at my Garmin every now and then, looking at for her. And uh, we get through searching that squirrel. It was right there at the end of the hunt. And they, t- they said, go in there and get brandy. So let me ask this question. If uh-huh. y'all would have found, well, I guess if they would have found a squirrel, technically he wouldn't have been, but 40 plus. That's so, right. So realistically, there was no sense in you even treeing brandy. That's right. So he ended up circling up. He finished the hunt, I assume, with 60 in the hole, 200 circle. And you was sitting there treed, but you hadn't caught her. 100 plus, 200 circle. That's right. Did you pull a vine when you got there? Whenever I got to Brandy? Yeah. I, it, it was over 800 yards and it was done got dark. Oh. I tell you what, I don't know why. Sometimes I do and sometimes I don't. After it's over with, if I'm walking to my dog and he's treed, just out of curiosity, and then sometimes I'm like, I just don't want to know. 
I didn't pull anything. I walked in there where she was at. She was still opening up. I walked in there where she was at, and I petted her good. And Mr. Seb congratulated me. He, like I said, he was a very fine gentleman. I enjoyed being around him. He was a, he was fun to be around, and that was the end of the hunt. That's awesome. That is awesome. I'm I'm glad that that you was able to go, and it looks like you got a heck of a prospect on your hands. Well, maybe so. I'm hoping that Miles is going to be able to get, to get back to competition hunting here before long, and uh, maybe he'll enjoy her. And, uh, if he don't, I'll move to another one. I'm going to move to another one anyway, and if another one comes along he likes better, and he'll, he'll, he may take it. I got you. I got you. Sound like you're a puppy man. I have, That's what I enjoy. I enjoy working young dogs. Um, there's no telling how many young dogs that I've fooled with over the last 10, 15 years, sold, kept, a little while. Um, I go through a lot of dogs. Well, let me ask this question before we get off. Are you happy with what you're seeing out of this new breed of dogs that you're hunting? I am. I like their stamina. I like their speed. Um, I've gotten them to where this, this one in particular that that hunts using every one of her senses. I like a dog that uses every one of her senses. I don't like one just to use her nose. That's just opinion opinion yes, of mine. I, li- I like them to use their ears and their eyes and their nose. I like a dog with good winning ability that, that don't ever get tired. Wow. Um, I'm liking Brandy. Um, she, like I said, she, she's a pleasure to walk behind. And I, I, I've been liking uh She's smart. Um, I've actually got a, a younger brother to her right now. Just showing a lot of the same things that Brandy showed at her at his age, at her age. Um, right now, I, I, I tell you that yeah, I am. I am like it. Um, this little old dog right here. I told somebody that she reminds me a whole lot of that very first real tree dog that I purchased, named Zach. That I that I saved my money for when I was a kid. She reminds me a whole lot of him. She's got the foot speed that he had. She's got the mouth that he had. And he and both of them had, um, got a head full of sense, had a head full of sense. It sounds like I, if I, Miles don't want to hunt him, you ain't going to have no problem getting rid of him. Oh, or no. Or her, sir. rather. No, sir. No, sir. I won't have... I won't have. I don't expect I'll have any trouble getting rid of her. Um, <laughs> you might. You, you might have people beating the door down. Um, I, I might. Uh, like I said, she's just. She's just been a real pleasure to work with. Um, I, I'm. I get bored with them pretty fast. Whenever one gets to a point where I can't progress it any further, I'm not seeing it advance. I, I. I move to another one. I get bored with them pretty fast. I got to. I just. I know, like I said, I made that statement a while ago. Um, I'll move to a young dog, even whenever a, a, a one dog is doing real good. I just get bored with them. Yes, sir. I, I was talking to Mr. Lee Langley, and he said the same thing. Once He told me once he killed limits to pups, he's ready to move to another one. So, In the years past, whenever I've got a dog that a man could take his – family with and kill game too and enjoy i normally sold them well um 
this a friend of mine that I work with, we get to talking sometimes, and he'll make the statement. I will get to talking about dogs, and I'll talk about one tree, and he said, "Well, you won't be having it very long." And I said, "Well, <laughs> it just it just depends." Uh, but when one gets to a certain point, and I just kind of get bored with them. Well, you know, it takes all kinds. You know, some people don't like puppies, and they only want to walk behind a finished dog. Some people like getting a started dog and, and polishing them, and some people like starting puppies. It's just different strokes for different folks. Well, I enjoy starting puppies, and um, right here where I live, I can walk out the door and make a small loop with a pup 20 or 30 minutes and see them advance, and then somebody else can get them and go to killing lots of game to them. And uh, if I got one here that I can cut loose and, and tree squirrels left and right, I'm more apt to just get bored with them. I understand that side of it. Well, Mr. Dane, I'd like to congratulate you from the hunting dog public. Uh, that's a heck of a feat to win an open class with a 15-month-old dog. And I tell you what, she'd probably do pretty good in that junior hunt that's coming up here. If y'all decide to take her, maybe your son will get a wild hair and want to go hunt her. Maybe so. Maybe we'll be able to get her there. Um, I think Randy Stevens is going to take a full brother to her and enter him in that junior class. He's told me he that most of that litter, or I think all litter, as a matter of fact, he's told me that all of them are showing lots of good they do it all doing well. Um, and maybe another sister or two is going to be there. Well, memory telling me that. Um, so, uh, he's got a full brother to her and he calls bad cat. That's, uh, doing well. Um, he placed a second in a hunt at spring Hill. That wasn't a state hunt, but just regular NSD hunt. He placed second with him um, back in the first part of December or latter part of November. I can't remember. I think the first of December. Dang. It sounds like them pups has got it in them. Um, Randy has really been getting lots of good uh, feedback on them, on them pups. He sure has. Um, That's awesome. Uh, I'll, I'll probably try to make that cross again. I actually bought uh, Brandy's mother. I bought jamming lady from Randy bread. Well, well, I tell you what, uh, <laughs> let a few people hear this podcast. If you decide you have a litter and you don't want to keep them all. I'm sure you'll be able to get rid of them. Randy called me back during the summer and said that he had some work going on. He wanted to know if he really didn't have time to fool with the litter. He wanted to know whether I wanted to buy Brandy's mother bread that she was due in July. And I thought about it a little bit. I had liked the sense that Brandy had been exhibiting and I ended up buying her. And uh, I kept a male pup out of it here. And um, Brandy, yeah, he got a pup or two out of her. And uh, I think that... Um, I'll probably end up making that cross maybe again in July if she comes in then or May. She, I guess she's actually going to be coming in around around May or June. 
I may make that cross again then if I can get a hold to to Mr. Gilmer that owns Gunsmoke. Well, it sounds to me like uh, you the man because the way you like to mess with them pups, it gives you a bunch of a time that you can spend with them anyways. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, they, they, none of them showed any problems, any problems at all about having desired tree game. Um, this pup that I kept out of this last litter, I think he was three and a half months old, and I had him with me one afternoon, uh, riding my folder down to my son's house, and he throwed his head up and come tree on a big old red oak, just all just come tree, just as pretty as you please. Um, and he's treated a few more times since then. I've been just letting him be a pup. He runs loose out here in the yard. Yeah. Wow, that's awesome. Sounds like some early tree mindness. Or, yes, or they're they're tree minded at early age, rather. Yes, sir. Yes, that's sir. pretty awesome. Well, Mister Dana, I'm kind of out of questions. Now's your time. If you got anything that we hadn't covered or or you'd like to talk about, now's the well, time. Well, I'd to like to, I'd like to thank Randy for for getting me interested and being able to for me to purchase Brandy and give it a try. Um. Like I said, I grew up. I grew up with hounds coon hunting. I grew up with hounds squirrel hunting, and I've been hunting fast for several years. But my passion for a, a mouth of a hound has always been there. And Brandy's in this litter has good mouths on them, and uh, I, I appreciate Randy giving me the opportunity to to purchase Brandy and work with her. Um, I probably are going to cross brandy on um, a feist that i got here that i hunted an atfa um that i, I think a lot of and hunted him in an nkc he had done got age on him whenever the nsd hunts really got to going good um I look, i'm looking forward to that cross uh i personally think that um i'll i'll like throw them pups off that um but uh that's my kind of my, my, my plans in the near future with Brandy is continue working with her until I get bored with her. Maybe Miles will pick her up and carry her hunting and, and I'll raise a litter or two out of her possibly and, and see if I, if I like what I see crossed in with some feist. If I don't, I'll cross her with something else or sell her. I heard that. Sounds like uh, you got plans and, and plans to keep hunting them pups. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's what I enjoy to do. Um, uh, a lot of people call wanting a dog, and as life has it, I'm, I'm not able to turn as many dogs out as people call. Um, but maybe in the future, I'll be able to raise a, a litter that I feel real comfortable with and, and turn out a, a bunch of dogs for people. Yes, sir. It sounds like you're well on your way to, to having some exceptional litters anyways. Maybe so. Well, Mr. Danon. I think that's about all I have, and and like I said, I, I want to congratulate you on winning the Louisiana State Hunt and placing third in the Texas State Hunt, and uh, I congratulate you on that young pup you got that's looking real good, and, and like I said, that's, that's quite an accomplishment. We just wanted to give you an opportunity to tell your story and, and tell a little about your dog that had to hustle to win the hunt. Yes, sir. I appreciate you asking me to talk to you. Yes, sir. Well, if that's all you got, I'm going to cut us out.
Okay. Thank you, sir. Thank you. You have a good night. All right. You too. Bye.